Hey, 40E Nation. Need gear for kicking, punting, or long snapping? Well, Wizard Sports Equipment has you covered. They are the authority in special teams equipment and your headquarters for all your sporting good needs. They offer quality products, quality service, and affordable prices. They also have products for basketball, baseball, softball, volleyball, and more. So get 5% off your next order just by listening today. Enter discount code 4thDown, that's the number 4, T-H-D-O-W-N, 4thDown, at the checkout to receive 5% off at Wizard Sports. The offer is available through the end of May, so go to www.wizardsports.com. That's wizardsports.com. Welcome to the 4th Down Experience, the podcast devoted to special teams. Your host of the 4th Down Experience, former pro free agent, nine-year professional kicking coach out of the Midwest, Coach Chris Hughesby. Alongside Coach Chris Hughesby is a former two-time Arena Bowl champion, nine-year pro kicking coach, rep in the South, Coach Brian Jackson. Here on the Fourth Down Experience podcast, I'm Brian Jackson. We have Christopher Hughesby. What up? Excited to have our very first ever collegiate coach, special teams graduate assistant, Brandon Roberts. Welcome to the show, Brandon. Thank you guys for having me. What's up, Brandon? Welcome to the Fourth Down Experience. Um, This is really fun for us because we are going to be discussing special teams with you, but from a college coach's perspective and. And what's been fun, man, is just to see your journey along the way. You were, I think, you attended our very first camp. Brian and I uh, ran together. So it's been fun to just see how you've developed as a person, man, and a coach. So this is a this is a fun opportunity for us, too. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, it was definitely a, it's definitely been a journey, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a road. You see is uh, a lot of specialists uh, turn into GAs and... You were actually a special teams coordinator at a junior college, um, so kind of maybe talk about uh, your journey, like, you know, uh, real quickly just talk about what college you went to and then and then your experience um, up to now. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, first things first, whenever I was coming out of high school, uh, I definitely, I had a, some small Division two offers, and I actually went on an official visit to uh, to a college, a D two college up in South Carolina, you know, and I didn't didn't really like it too much, and I was coming back down, and me and you had been texting quite a bit, and you had a camp in Dothan, and I stopped in, you know, and I got some film from you, and I think I was like maybe your second or third like uh, client, I guess, you know, kicker, yeah, and I got really really quality film, and then that definitely but. Like, pole vaulted me up to some other schools and then I ended up signing with a D2 powerhouse at uh, Delta State which uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed but uh, some things just didn't work out and you know I came back home and went to a JUCO uh, to Mississippi Gulf Coast played there for um, the spring semester and then um, I remember as soon as I left Delta State I actually attended your uh, the Southern Showcase out in uh, where is that Carrollton yep and, uh, and and did well there, and then that got me a couple looks. And the Southern Miss came in and you know and wanted me to come up, so I ended up going to Southern Miss and then played there for a couple of years. And then my senior year, I realized that I wanted to get into this coaching, 
aspect. And when I did, I, uh, I became a student assistant and got, got to work under some really great coaches. Uh, Todd Munkin, who you know, is now the offensive coordinator at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see, who else? John Simon, who's the running back coach now at Arizona State. Uh, coach John Wozniak, who's the running back coach at Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. There were some other coaches that were there. Shoot, Coach Pollard, who's now the head coach at Mississippi Gulf Coast. Yeah, so I got to work under some really great coaches and learn quite a bit. And uh, and then Coach Chip Lindsay, who's the offensive coordinator at Auburn. <laughs> nice. So I had some, some great mentors. And then as soon as I finished, uh, graduated from college, you know, I really wanted to kind of venture out on my own, you know, and see what I was made of. Went to, uh, went to Independence Community College out in Kansas. And, uh, it was, it was awesome. Great experience, man. I, any, if there's any young coaches listening, I definitely recommend a year, a year and a half at junior college. Um, you know, it's, you learn everything you need to, to learn and, in a very quick amount of time, you know, you're kind of thrown into a fire and expected to, to keep going and, you know, at, at learn on the run. So that was, that was an awesome experience. And then I, luckily enough, I got a, got a graduate assistant job at uh, South Alabama working with special teams and, and tight ends as well. So it's, it's been quite a long journey to, to now, but it's been a fun one. Yeah. Awesome. So when you were at the JUCO as the, the special teams coordinator, Brandon, were you, you know, because every team's different, every coaching staff is different. Did, did Were you just like the coverage coordinator or did you get to handle all of the special teams? Yeah, so I actually, I ran everything. I was I was also the video coordinator too, so I, I, wore, I wore a lot of hats. But, uh, but yeah, I, I rocked uh, all of the special teams. I, I was in charge of the scout team, breaking down all the film, putting in scheme, teaching the scheme, and running my own meetings. Nice. So, uh, I, and, of course, I had help from my other assistant coaches. Um, one of my notable two coaches, Kevin O'Donnell and uh, Van Dyke Jones, were my two special teams assistants that were with me there, and they they did an awesome job with me. So that's I, w- I don't think I would have been able to do it without them. Yeah, so now you're at you know University of South Alabama, and um, this is – a great head coach that you're under, you know, everyone knows Steve Campbell, especially anyone that's in, in Mississippi that knows anything about junior colleges. Coach Campbell oh, yeah. was just an amazing coach. Um, he's coached at the SEC level. Uh, he was killing it at Mississippi Gulf Coast and then killed it at Central Arkansas. Uh, he's He let me run college at Mississippi Gulf Coast in 2013 and 2014, and then he let Chris and I run his picking camp at UCA uh, the last few years. And so just a great mentor. And, and he loves specialists, um, especially snappers. You know, he loves kickers and punters, but he really loves snappers too. Yeah. Yeah. No, no question. He's a, uh, it's been such an honor just working under him for the fa- the past semester. You know, he got here in December and uh, I had the pleasure of actually working or actually playing under him at, in the spring semester for just a short period of time. Like, a month um and while i was at gulf coast because right when i got there he actually accepted the job at central arkansas and then the tight ends coach that i work with now coach huff who is at south alabama now was 
the head coach at Mississippi Gulf Coast when I was there as well. So it's, it's, been, it's been a small world for sure. Yeah. Well, what's fun here about this interview, Brandon, is the kids that are athletes, you know, we want to give them a little inside scoop about what it's like, what, what, what a coach's perspective is about trying to recruit athletes and what maybe some kids should actually realize as they're going through the process. But then two, a lot of players want to become coaches, you know, myself included. So, you know, just you giving some of the, the, the inside scoop of what life is like as a college coach, I think this is going to be fun for the, for the listeners. So before I want to dig, before we dig into some of the recruiting stuff, I just have some general, like just coaching questions for you that, that kids can learn from. So, you know, as you're, as you're going up the pipeline or trying to as a, as a new college coach, you know, what's a typical day like for you? How many hours are you putting in a week? You know, so let, let the kids kind of realize what it's really like to coach at a, at a high level. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, definitely during the season, I can tell you probably closer to 65-hour weeks, honestly. Um, I mean, it's easily 6 a.m. till minimum 9 p.m. Monday through Thursday. Fridays, you know, you get a little shorter day because you got the game the next day, and then Saturday's your game day. But all week, you're, I mean, you're in the office from, you, you rarely see the sun unless you're at practice. <laughs> about it. You never get to see the sun rise or set. So, um, I mean, you're, all, we're always constantly either, if we're not on the field, we're in the office breaking down film and watching opponents. So it's easy, it's easy 65 hours a week minimum. Yes, you guys, I mean, and you guys work hard, especially coordinators. We've heard, we've heard, you know, hours up in the low 100s, you know, a week. So it's just, yeah, but you guys got to win ball games, so we get it. Um, so, you know, getting into kind of the, the recruiting side of things, and obviously um, we're going to just ask uh, proper questions that you're allowed to answer because we've already talked to the NCAA, et cetera, like that, you know. And so when you're kickers and punters and long snappers and even just being one yourself back in high school, you know, what's like one or two things that you would tell these guys to do better on, you know, on Twitter and, and should they even be doing stuff on Instagram? Like what's the main social media app that, that they should be taking advantage of during their high school and prep careers? Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. The big, the biggest thing I would say is use Twitter. Um, I mean, most coaches have Facebook and Instagram, but a lot of the coaches, I like, I know me, in particular, I use it for my personal like life outside of coaching, um, and that's that's what most coaches do. Uh, Twitter is like almost becoming a business side of things. So Twitter is nothing. Like if you get on my Twitter, it's nothing but coaching like South Alabama football, me promoting things like that. It's um it's very very limited personal stuff. So I would I would focus on Twitter. If I was high school, a high school kid coming out of um, coming out of high school, just trying to get recruited, um, I would I would also recommend following as many coaches as possible, but also doing research. Um, too many times nowadays, you see kids message message you on Twitter, and like I'll give you one example. I was at Independence Community College, and um, we. And, you know, you don't have to do a whole bunch of research to know independence wasn't very good before uh, me and the rest of the coaching staff had gotten there. 
And so many times, kids would hit us up on Twitter and be like, I've done so much research on you guys, and I'm excited to join a program that has such a rich uh, tradition, <laughs> which, <laughs> which I mean, obviously, they're just sending it out to everyone because Independence had had a winning season before we got there. Mm-hmm. So, I think, like, kids, kids should do some research on a school. They should just send the same message. Like, it's okay to have a, a prepared statement, but, like, acknowledgement 
you know, ask him, say, hey, coach, can I send you a, a time-looped film of me kicking so that he can see your consistency throughout throughout the whole loop? I think that's, that's really important to see because, I mean, yeah, it looks good when you're 12 of 13 on field goals, but how did they look, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's nice to always see a time loop of of those field goals, your steps, your progressions, how comfortable you look, things like that. So so with the uncut film, because I, you know, Brian and I are big advocates for that type of thing, and we often tell kickers and punters and snappers to do that, you know, to the perfectionist, most kids will probably be like, I got to get like 10 for 10. I, I can't show a miss. But would you rather see a film that says, 18, 18 for 19 on field goals or, you know, show a miss in that mix so that it shows they're human? Like, what are your thoughts on seeing, getting film like that? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm okay with that because I can at least see how you missed it. I mean, there's been so many times where you're watching a kid and you pull up his stats and he's like 15 of 15, but he hits the ugliest ball and he has like the worst form. So like that right there in my, in my own scares me. That how much potential does that kid have? You know, has he has he maxed out his potential, or does or can he continue to grow? You know, whereas if I can watch a kid and he misses, he's 12, 13, 12, 14, even 15, but all of his misses are solid misses, like they're solid contact, finish, good follow through. He just might have missed it, just a little to the left, a little to the right. Wind might have might have took it. You know, that, that right there shows me his potential to grow is much higher than the kid who hits a sloppy ball and has really bad form because it's, it's tough to teach form, especially in college. You know, when you get to college, you want to start kind of refining that form, not teaching form. So, hey, Brennan, when we're talking about emails, I, mean, I know we, you and I have talked before in the past where you're more of a Twitter guy, more of a DM guy, but just kind of hold it here seeing all these coordinators at all the different levels that you've been at coaching wise and playing you know are you more likely to answer emails or read emails or open up emails out of the staff um well a lot of times it's tough to get a hold of coaches on email i mean just because they're getting their emails are getting flooded daily and it's also if like a, a, a thing i learned which it's different now because of, because of Twitter is, um, you know, like, like I said, the direct message on Twitter is a great tool because it, let, it allows the coach also to see all of your social media and what you think. But, um, but I, I think a lot of times your, your secretaries do a good job of kind of pushing mail to their coaches, their emails. Like if you email a secretary, things like that, if you, a lot of times the GAs check their emails. Um, I mean, I know I check my email every morning when I get into the office. So if, if the biggest thing, I, and this is what I learned when I was going through recruiting, you know, as you know, I was at Gulf Coast trying to get recruited, you know, and for for young high school kids out there that don't know how, like, don't know, like, a true struggle, I woke up every morning before my 8 a.m. class and I had an email list of 78 coaches, college coaches that I like, colleges that I did research on and that I wanted to attend, not just for their football program, but for my major as well. And I would I would literally forward the same email 
every single day. I had my highlight, who I was, every every single day. Like, I got to the point where I, I know for a fact I annoyed um, Nebraska because they emailed me back and said, please stop emailing us. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I mean, I just it's just what you got to do. You know, like, I remember you telling me the story. All it takes is one, one coach to say yes. So then that was like, that was my belief, you know, and I had, luckily I had a couple schools to choose from by the time at, by my time at Mississippi Gulf Coast. But, but yeah, I, the GAs, if you can find a GA on the uh, staff directory, that's the biggest thing. Um, a lot of kids don't know where to go, where to search at to get a hold of coaches. Um, if all they have to do is type in the university, type in football, type in staff directory, and then scroll down to where it says football, and their emails are always going to be listed. Um, that's like literally what we say at our camps. It's great. But yeah, and if, if it's if it's not listed, there, there's going to be an email of somebody. Um, I would avoid emailing the video coordinators. Our <laughs> video coordinator comes in and complains all the time about all the emails he gets. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so, but, but but yeah, like the GAs, player personnel, director of football operations. Those three people are going to be the most important in the recruiting aspect of getting you recruited. Yeah. Just real quick, uh, uh, South Alabama will be having their football camps this summer, uh, especially a specialist camp, and it's open to all um, eligible high school athletes. I think maybe even junior college. Just if yep. you want, real quick, uh, Coach Roberts, just talk about your your camps or, or your camp this summer. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, first of all, they can follow me on Twitter. It's at Coach Roberts one three, and um, I mean I'm always giving updates about our camps and what's going around south and stuff. But our specialist camp is June sixteenth, and uh, registration will start at one. And even if they can't make the specialist camp that day, um, they can still sign up for the camp and then follow me on Twitter and, or, and direct message me and let me know that they signed up for the camp. And then they can attend another camp, like another day, or they can come on another day for camps, if that makes sense. Yep, another uh, prospect day. Yeah, and uh, and all they gotta do, they can go to. Um, let's see where is it? They can go. The website is jaguarfootballcamps.com. All right, that that has the camp info and things. Great. Yeah. Yeah, cool. so and like I said, it's June 16th, um, and I mean, you're going to get instruction from, from me, you know, who is a former college kicker, and then Tyler Zielinski, uh, he is a former college punter at Mercer, so I mean, you're getting two instructors that are both college kickers and both have experience with it, so it's it should be fun. Last year, I think we had around 60 kids, and we were we were able to coach up all of them, and we had good endo time with all of them. You know, we we not only just we didn't just evaluate them, but we were able to kind of teach them, critique them before we started evaluating them. So we're not just one of those camps where come in, stretch, and then you know get ready for evaluation. We like to to mold and, and show kids you know some things that they can work on at home. You know to be become better kickers in general. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, Brandon, so got a few questions for you. You know, Brian and I at our camps, 
we run these recruiting seminars where we try to tell the, the campers kind of the latest trends and, and, and the do's and the don'ts and things like that. So I got a, uh, kind of two questions here. I want to get your take as a, as a coach's perspective. So we obviously tell people to do the late night email grind. You know, you kind of alluded that you did the early morning grind. You know, if you your own inbox yourself. I mean, how many how many emails do you look at at the beginning of the day? You know, is it that does that late night grind really benefit those prospects trying to email you? Um, yeah. So I usually only get about two or three prospect emails every morning. My Twitter DM though, that takes me a good hour every morning to go through and and look at watch kids. You know, because. Just about every kid that messaged me, I try to at least watch their film and get back with them. Um, so I, I, you know, it gets there's days when I can't check it and it'll get a little booked, a little booked up. But for the most part, I spend a good hour going through Twitter messages um, and cycling through all that, seeing you know what's going on on Twitter with kids messaging and shooting highlights, and things like that. So, what's uh, what are some pet peeves? that these kids are doing on Twitter, you know, like, for example, for me, like, if I was in your shoes, Brandon, like, if, if a kid sent me a copy and paste message where, like, there was no personal touch to it at all, that would, like, that would drive me nuts. You know, like, a pet peeve or two of yours that guy, that kids are doing on social media. Uh, yeah, I think the biggest thing, I, like I touched on it earlier, was just not doing the homework, or at least a little bit of homework, um, I mean, that that in its own is just like makes me not want to even acknowledge your existence. <laughs> gotcha. But, but uh, and uh, another thing too is um, kids that message immediately and say, "Hey, coach, I'm extremely interested in your program. Are you going to offer me a scholarship?" Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's kind of like I look at recruiting kind of like dating. Like you would just go and ask a girl, like, "Hey." You know, you want to do this, let, take her out on a date first. You know, like, try to get to know the coach a little bit before you start asking for a scholarship. Um, try to get to know the program before you start asking a scholarship. It's, I, I just think it's all about being, like, relating to people. And too many times now, kids are out, like, scholarship hunting. Um, there's so many kids that'll just kind of message you, and they, they have offers from Everybody in the country, but they want one from you so they can put it on their Twitter. Don't don't scholarship hunt if you've got like four of them, you know, just so you can put it on Twitter. I got my fiftieth offer from the University of South Alabama. Like, as coaches don't enjoy enjoy like having to deal with that. Yeah. Uh, and then, I, as far as like personalized messages, it doesn't have to be personalized. But yeah. Don't don't put something like I can't wait to join such a program with such rich tradition and rich history when like South Alabama's been a program now going on ten years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, yeah. one thing we try to preach to these kids is is you can be as good of a kicker or a snapper as you want, but if if, if your grades aren't cutting it, that that's like easy axing, you know. So tell tell the athletes how important grades are or how you guys factor in grades when looking at an athlete who's exceptional and things like that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, I personally, with me being a specialist, I think if you don't have above a 3.0 GPA, then, like, 
I don't know what you're doing. And, like, I don't know what you're doing at all trying to go to college, like, and be a kicker. Because most coaches look at kickers and say, you need to be out of the way and you need to be GPA boosters. Like, that's that's the biggest thing. You got to do well in school. Um, like, so many times we've had great kickers and you pull up their GPAs and it's like, oh, 2.7. Uh, well, there's this other kid who, he might not be as better, but he's got a 3.8 GPA. You know, we don't have to worry about him. Whereas this 2.7, 2.6 kid is going to, we're going to struggle, you know, with him in college. And now we're losing an initial. And so that, I just think that you should strive to at least have a 3.0. You know, 3.0, 25 on the ACT, and you're set. Right, yeah, you know, and that's one of the most typical parts of recruiting, and and you just got to have your academics right. And, and I, I like what you said. I mean, you guys rely on specialists to, to kind of help with that overall GPA at the college level with the whole football squad. So Definitely. the standards are high for specialists to have good grades. So here's my last question, uh, Brandon, is, is like rep count. A lot of these kids um, at the high school level and even college level sometimes too just out kick. They, they hurt their legs. They're kicking too much. They're going straight to 50 yards. You know, um, Obviously, you guys have specialist uh, experience at the coaching level uh, under Coach Z, Coach Coach Roberts. You, you know, just you guys know what you're doing. Coach Campbell, the head coach, he knows the specialist life as well. So um, maybe talk about what these kids should be moderating their reps in, and, and what you guys do at your particular university. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, well, at practice, our practices last around two and a half hours, three almost three hours. And um, we have kinking throughout the whole practice, but I, I give them every day. I give them a schedule of how I want, what I want them to do. And you know, the first 15 minutes of practice is nothing but drill work. Um, I mean, Gavin and Corliss, they won't even touch a full live rep until 20 minutes into practice. Um, they they're doing one steps, no steps, ghost steps. I mean, it's. It's all drill work. You know, you can, I, I'm a firm believer and you can never do enough drill work. Like even... Totally agree. Yes. Too many times you see kickers just like standing on the sideline doing nothing during... Which which sometimes I don't mind a period of just watching watching your team get better. But mm-hmm. for the most part, you know, our kickers are doing drill work on the sidelines. You know, Corliss is doing drops. Gavin's doing no steps almost all the time. I think it... I think it's a good way to keep your leg fresh, you know, and kind of keeps your, your rhythm smooth. Um, as far as rep count, um, they're they're pretty good on their own. I say no more than if you're doing live kicks off the sticks, I'm saying no more than 10 to 15 kicks a day on field goals, but you shouldn't kick. Like if you're in season, you should only be kicking three or four times a week. And that's including game days. You know, you're, you should be off on Sunday, Saturday and Sunday. Monday, you're going to practice Tuesday, Wednesday. And then Thursday, you know, give your leg a rest. You shouldn't kick before the game. And then you're kicking on game day. So, and then as far as that, like live reps, um, you know, 10, 8 to 10 rep, live reps on field goals, kick, kickoffs. Kickoffs is the most taxing thing on your leg. So you should, you should never do kickoffs for two days in a row. 
like you should you should kick off on a, if you kick off on Monday, take a break and then you can kick off on Wednesday, take a break and then you're kicking off on game day on Friday. No more, no more than fifteen kickoffs, and that's including your four threes. Like you shouldn't, you should do a lot of dry, dry runs on kickoffs, working on your steps, things like that, because you want to keep your leg fresh. I mean, yeah, it's great booting the ball twelve yards out the back of the end zone, first five games. But what happens when you get into the playoffs and you really need that touchback, but your leg's dead? Yeah. Yeah. This is a fantastic feedback. Uh, yeah. I got I got a I got two more here. Um, one is related to scholarship offers or PWOs or walk-ons. And, a lot, and one thing that Brian and I try to preach at camps is if you get that offer, whether it's a preferred or or walk-on, you know, don't be afraid to ask questions at that point because you guys are already vested and interested in these guys. Um, you know, what are what are some words of encouragement to these these high school kids that are, are either going through it right now because it's kind of last minute or, or for the future, like, like, you know, let them know, like, it's okay that they can, they can talk to you and just ask questions and ask about being a part of the 105 and things like that. What's your yeah, take on that? Definitely. And, uh, I mean, yeah, if, 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 a, if a coach is offering you a preferred walk-on, it means he's definitely interested in what you, what you do and your grades. You know, so at that point in time, there's no problem in saying, hey, coach, just trying to figure out part of the 105, um, am, am I going to be invited to camp? You know, be cordial about it, though. Don't, don't be very arrogant. You know, don't, don't, don't anticipate or expect you to be invited. I think it's best to always ask, even though you think you're going to be to camp. I think it's always good to, hey, coach, am I, am I going to be coming to camp or when is my, when is my report date? That's the best way I would. I would say ask it. Hey, coach, uh, what's my report date? What day do you guys need? Because a lot of times, like me personally, I like having our kickers come in the summer um, if we can, so that we can get them initially started into a, into a college weight room for at least two months prior to them even coming into fall camp. Wow, that's so they're, they're they're acclimated to it and things like that. Yeah, that's some great advice here. So. Brandon, this has been an awesome interview. Uh, we always wrap up every interview with the same question. Uh, you are our first coach on the Fourth Down Experience podcast, so I got to twist this around a little bit. So, in your young coaching career, uh, tell us your three favorite stadiums that you have coached in, not including your home stadium. I say one of the one of the coolest stadiums I was in was at Western Kentucky. When we when I was at Southern Miss and I was a student assistant, and we uh, we we played there for the conference championship. That was a really cool stadium. Um, let's see, you know, Brandon, even playing career, either way. Yeah, playing. I mean, we got to go to Bryant Denny. We played Alabama. That was awesome, an awesome experience. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to going to Oklahoma State next year. Yeah, I was just going to ask that, even looking forward to this coming up fall, you know. Yeah, uh, definitely looking forward to going to Oklahoma State. Um, I, I heard that place is an awesome experience. Um, great atmosphere for football. So I'm, I'm excited to, to step on the, the Cowboy Stadium and see how that is. Nice, man. Well, 
we definitely wish you the best of luck, and we really appreciate you taking the time, you and University of South Alabama and Coach Campbell, uh, the whole you know mob squad, the, the the Jaguars, just you know coming on here and talking about the specialist life and kind of what you see and helping these guys out. I think yes, I, I definitely appreciate you guys having me. It was it was such an honor. Yeah, yeah. Thanks again, Brandon, and for the listeners again. If if you have interest in the University of South Alabama. Uh, on Twitter, check out Coach Roberts13 on Twitter. Tell them we say hi. And uh, if you have interest in going to their uh, specialist camp, uh, their website is jaguarfootballcamps.com forward slash specialist dash camp dot com. Yep, yep. Thanks again, Brandon. Have a great night, man. Yep. Thank you, you too. Yep, thank you. Take care. Uh, great insight, great feedback from a college coach, a graduate assistant, special teams, Coach Roberts. What do you think, Chris? I enjoyed that one. Uh, you know, just to get another perspective from the coach's side. Um, and then personally, you know, we had mentioned it in the interview. You know, we saw basically Brandon's career through college. You know, we were part of his development. And then to see him, you know, mature, grow, and, and now become a college coach. And I'm sure he's going to be in the ranks for a long time. So so that was really fun, just that personal um, connection to him as well for the interview. Yeah, no doubt. And it's, what's cool about this is there's so many kickers, punters, and snappers that are turning into special teams GAs and, and going the coordinator route. So, um, you know, he's a, he's a great role model for, for these kids to, once they're done playing college ball, if that's an avenue they want to go down, uh, he'd be a great asset to talk to. But, uh, you guys hit him up on Twitter. Um, if you're interested in that school and that conference, hit him up. Uh, there's lots of other college camps out there. Uh, so make sure you just do research, like Coach Robert said. Um, we really appreciate you guys taking the time to, to listen to us here on the 4th Down Experience podcast. Yep. Thanks again, guys, for listening, and we'll see you next week. Later. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the podcast today. And just a reminder, if you need gear for kicking, punting, or long snapping, Wizard Sports Equipment has you covered. They offer quality products, quality service, and affordable prices. So if you want 5% off your next order, go to www.wizardsports.com. That's wizardsports.com and get 5% off your next order. And remember, enter discount code 4thDown, that's the number 4, T-H-D-O-W-N, to get your 5% off your next order. Thank you for listening to the 4th Down Experience. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 4th Down Experience.